The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hannah Beth at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar here in my basement in Evergreen Park. And get ready for 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. But it might be like 35 minutes today. We have a packed show here on the EP Podcast. Brought to you proudly, as always, by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park in that iconic building on 95th and Pulaski. We're all looking to make 2021 better than 2020 and you might need a fresh start. First National Bank of Evergreen Park helps you consolidate or pay down debt now with an everyday loan. This will get you going. This will get you started on solid ground. No surprise fees, a low fixed rate, up to 24 months to pay it all off. The everyday loan gives you breathing room to get back on track. Learn more now, bankevergreenpark.com slash EDL for everyday loan member FDIC equal housing lender. Hannah, you and I have sat here since the moment that Mayor James Sexton said, I'm retiring right here on this show. We were the first people he talked to. And since then, we've learned that Kelly Burke is running for mayor. Sean Good is running for mayor. We've had them both on. We intend to have them on a couple more times each before April the 6th. But we also check in with the village trustees when we're trying to find out what is new and exciting in Evergreen Park. Mark Marzullo always steps in. We just recently met Norm Anderson. It's a great one. Go back and listen to him or any of those other people that I mentioned. They're all on demand everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com, but everybody always talks about one person. One person that seems to be at the center of everything, and that's the village clerk, Kathy Aparo. I have never been able to get her on the show. She's on the show this week. Going to ask her a lot of questions, going to learn a lot about the village and how things actually work. I'm also very curious as to how you start your own bank. So I've got a guy who did it before, and he's local. I figure, hey, surround myself with money. All of a sudden, by osmosis, I become rich. I think that's how it works. And the Southside Irish Parade is not happening this year, but we have one of the co-chairmen on the show this week to talk about what they're doing instead. So absolutely packed show. What what are you doing over there? What is this new thing that you're looking at? You got like, what is this, a rescue farm for cows? Yeah, it's a sanctuary. It's a, they, they rescue animals from the slaughterhouses like right before they're about to be killed and then they get to go live on this farm. And well, well, I, well, Let me get this straight. So yeah. some cow is about to become a delicious hamburger. Yeah. And somebody steps in. Or a baby in, cow is about to become veal. Which like, is delicious as well. Hour, and somebody, 12 hours after it was born. And so that's what makes the meat so tender. <laughs> tender. Okay, that's what, that's what makes the meat tender. So you, there's a cow sanctuary? Yeah, I follow them. And they them. rescue cows from becoming and, hamburgers. And pigs and goats and How sheep. do they pick which cow is about to be slaughtered? Like, because you know it's a big giant line of like thousands of cows. I know, I think There's like the random cow that's selected and the other cow's like, I was one number off. It's you know how they have like the, the, the animal rights activists at, you know, the slaughterhouses like will allow the command to say, oh, look, we're doing everything humanely. But, you know, they're really not. And they'll see one cow that's got like a broken leg and that there's the bulldozer is just going to come and push it off into a hole. So they'll call this sanctuary. And then the sanctuary will take the cow and fix their leg. And the then cow- do they send them back to the slaughterhouse after no, they fix them they, up? No, they live on the sanctuary All and right. they get fat and happy and jump in the grass. And 
Interesting. Live a good life. So the yeah. way out of the slaughterhouse is to break your leg and hope that you get sent to a cow sanctuary. And they bring in a lot of pregnant cows so they don't have to like have their babies and then their babies get given up for veal. So what you're telling me is less less hamburger, less veal is what yes. this means to me. That's yes. what that's and what it is. I need to stop eating meat. I yeah, need to stop That's what stop I was about to say. When was, the I'm last, terrible. when was the last time you I'm had a burger, terrib- Hannah? I had a I had a pastrami today. <laughs> I'm terrible. So you follow a Facebook yes. page that that rescues yes. meat or animals that become meat, yes. and then you go and eat meat. Yes, I'm terrible. You're the best. I've got to stop eating meat. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Tom Walsh of Edward Jones Financial. Located at 111th and Kedzie. You got financial things. You want to talk about it with somebody. You want to make sure you're set for life. Reach out the top. He's good people. Give him a call. 773-779-0023. Most Holy Redeemer is having their annual trivia night. And I might be a part of it. Let me tell you something. If you listen to this show, you're probably going to get that part of the trivia night right. Sign up. It's for a good cause. Helps out the kids. Technology fundraiser for MHR. It's virtual. It's at home. It's on a Zoom. Get your tickets right now at MHRschool.com. This Saturday, February 27th, it goes down at 7.30 in the evening. If you're looking for a COVID vaccine, there's some great information that's been popping up on the Village of Evergreen Park website, evergreenpark-ill.com. They have a link to find out when and where you can get the vaccine here in the state of Illinois. Check it out. 37 the day this show comes out is the high, 40 on Tuesday, and no snow coming. And guess what? The rain they thought was coming might not hit us now. So it's going to melt and we might avoid the flood. That's good news. That's how you kick off a week. This is the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Imagine, one day, out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name. Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Here on the EP Podcast, we have talked to so many different people in and around Evergreen Park, and especially people that are associated with what goes on, how Evergreen Park as a village works. We've had village trustees, we've had the mayor on multiple times, Glenn Panuski, who works over at the village, has been on here, we've had the fire chief on here, and it seems like every single time we talk to one of them, at some point, they give credit to Kathy Aparo. Your name comes up more than anybody else, Kathy, and it's your first time on the show. This is your village clerk, and I don't even know what that is, but everybody tells me you are the engine that makes the car go. Welcome on to the EP Podcast. 
Oh, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that, and I appreciate all those kind words from everybody. I wish they'd say them to my face once in a while. I'm <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding. That's funny. Okay, so the, explain to me what you do, because it sounds to me like you're the go-to person for the mayor. It, it, it sounds to me that like when some some business is happening, at some point you're involved in the logistics of it, but I just never understood what a what a village clerk does. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people who are probably in the same boat. Uh, when I first became the clerk, somebody came up to me after a board meeting one night, and she said to me, uh, can you explain to me how exactly do you fill eight hours a day? <laughs> and I wow. said, well. It's <laughs> a bold question yeah, to walk uh, up and ask somebody. That was, that was. Um, you know, and I, I was kind of taken aback by it. But then I also realized that people probably don't know what the clerk does. And by state statute, there in the Illinois compiled statutes, there's probably over 100 references to the duties of the municipal clerk. And that is has multiple municipal functions. But our basic, basic tenet of what the clerk does is you're the keeper of the records. And unfortunately, every piece of paper that comes through the village becomes a document and a record. While you're telling me that, I'm thinking to myself the amount of times just over the last year that I have either had Mark Marzullo or Norm Anderson down here or trustees and they've talked about businesses or ordinances or things that they're doing to handle all the ebbs and flows of the COVID-19 pandemic and the the effect that it had on how the village could operate. We've had the mayor on. He's explained things to me like, well, legally, because of our insurance, we can do this, but we can't do this. And I imagine that at any time when these conversations are being held, at some point, somebody looks at you and says, can we do that, Kathy? Or what, where do we stand on that, Kathy? Like, you're the one that right. probably sits in the room and they can have all the ideas they want to, but you're kind of the one that explains we can do this, we can't do this, or we have to do it this way. Is that basically what you do? Exactly. Exactly. You're kind of like the uh, timekeeper at a, at a uh, sporting event. Let's talk about something that I believe you have a part in. How's uh -huh. this election thing work? Because we've talked about it on the show and Hannah and I laugh about it. Like the idea that like, when was the last time that you had like an actual like mayoral election? Like I've, I've never voted in a mayoral election. Because I've always just said, well, Jim Sexton will just be the mayor. Things are going good. I'm good. And now we have two, you know, candidates, neither are incumbents that are running for mayor this time around. So can you take me through and, and maybe the people that are listening, like what they can expect as we get close to the April 6th election date? Like, are, are there do they go to the same place that they would vote in, in, in like any other kind of election? How, how does it work? How do people make sure that they can participate? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, there was a time when we had an awful lot to do with uh, registering people to vote and having uh, kind of having a say in helping people uh, find their polling places. Right now, most of that uh, has been shifted to the Cook County Clerk's Office. 
So anyone who is not sure if they're registered or if they're registered at their current address or if they're looking for their polling place, they can actually go on the Cook County Clerk's Office, that's Karen Yarborough is the new clerk, go under elections and then go to voter information. And it will actually tell you if you're registered and it will tell you where your polling place is. In the village, we used to have quite a few polling places, but I believe we're down to about 11 or 12 actual sites. And that's because we've had, over the past few years, we've had places that were accessible polling places, like Queen of Martyrs School. They used to have two precincts in there. One day they just called and they said, listen, we don't want to have people inside the school while school's going on. How do we not be a polling place anymore? So that's all determined by the uh, Cook County's office and the State Board of Elections. People ask me all the time, how come we don't have early voting in Evergreen Park? Well, because normally that's chosen by the county again, and they pick places that are easily accessible and have a lot of parking. So for years, Oak Lawn has been an early voting site, but people want to know why we aren't uh, early voting, and it's because they chose not to use Evergreen Park as an early voting site. So essentially, though, if I went and voted in the last presidential election and I haven't changed anything... I'm going back to the same place. Like, I, I'm just going to, I don't have to do something separate for the mayoral election. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. You would go to the same place you went to before. Everything from like collection of ballots and everything like that, the polling places, the results, that's all running through Cook County. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just even to get on the ballot, uh, people don't understand that as the clerk, it puts me in a very strange position uh, to be the person who's in charge of accepting ballots. And when you have a petition and you say, "Okay, I want to run for office and you give those to me when I'm on the ticket running as a candidate, it has some perception of that there's some conflict somehow, but it's not up to me. It's up to the state board of elections. They have a candidate guide. They have a voting guide that they print out every year. Every year there's, there's an election. And I always tell people, check with a, uh election attorney and download the candidate guide. Because that tells you what forms you have to give us, how many signatures you need to, to submit. They have to be legitimate signatures. You can't just write people's names down, you know. So there's all kinds of constraints. But it has that uh, appearance of, well, here, you know, it's like um, we're giving you the information, but you're a candidate as well. Now in two years, we'll have an election again for uh, three trustees. And, of course, we won't be on there because the five of us run now, three trustees, the mayor and myself. And two years from now, there'll be three trustees up for election. So it's a constant cycle. And most things don't change, but sometimes it does change. So that's why you have to have very current information and and correct information when you're going to run for office. You know, Kathy, I appreciate you jumping on. I got something that popped up while we were covering the mayoral election. We've had both Kelly Burke and Sean Good on here. And the the question that has popped up is how valuable you may become if Representative Burke is still a state representative and then also becomes the mayor. She actually brought that up in her comments with us that like 
she she feels fortunate with the structure and you being there and the fact that people are able to to work mobily these days and it's a different world that there would be no issues whatsoever with that and that she can keep all that stuff separate. So do you feel like that would be something that you you'd be able to handle and the village would be able to handle because that's probably a question that pops up a lot right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've known Kelly uh for quite a few years um and I've worked with her on a lot of projects and when we've got to this point where uh, Jim has decided to step down. And with all due respect, I will miss him terribly. But I'm so glad for him as a human being that he gets to walk off into the sunset with his wife and enjoy some downtime. Because what people don't realize is this is a 24-7 job. When you're the mayor, when you're the clerk, when you're a trustee, it's constant. It doesn't matter if you're in church. It doesn't matter if you're in the grocery store. I had an allergic reaction to a uh, drug that I took for a pinched nerve in my neck. And I was at the doctor's office, and they immediately rushed me across the hall to Little Company Mary Hospital. I'm on a gurney. And I'm throwing up, and this woman leans over and starts walking next to me on the gurney. And she says, aren't you Kathy Aparo? And I, <laughs> and I said, no, I'm her evil twin sister. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't believe this. So, you know, you've got to have a kind of a thick skin to be in this game. And you have to be able to take uh, whatever whatever is thrown at you. And I think that Kelly Burke will be perfect for that. Um, she's very intelligent. She's got a great sense of humor, and she's very well-rounded. But like I say, as much as I, I will miss seeing Jim on a regular basis, uh, I just wish him all the best. He deserves it. If there's one thing that he's done that is wrong is that he's made it look too easy, and it's not easy. Kathy, I appreciate you finally joining us on the show. And one of these days, we've got to get you down here uh, and you can join us at the uh, nine foot homemade oak bar if you feel up to it uh, once everything oh, clears bet. up. You bet. Next time, uh, because of COVID, we really shouldn't get together. But uh, next time, the cannolis are on me, okay? Yes! You know you know the way to an Italian boy's heart, Kathy. Thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you, Chris, for everything. And I, I wish you a lot of continued success as well. Thank you. Are you a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, big or small, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each and every year? Out of control premiums with no end in sight. Well, now there is the elite benefits formula. This process has saved employers and their employees thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars each year. These strategies are avoided by most insurance professionals, and the insurance companies definitely do not want you to know about them. But Elite Benefits of America is ready to help you. Just about all employers in the Chicagoland area can now take advantage of some or all of these strategies and start saving money. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. So speaking of uh, Facebook pages to follow, I've been following a lot of Facebook groups lately. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes I do that. You get some good content out of that. You do. (laughs) I also use it to repost the show. And, you know, I get like 99% of people are happy with it. And once in a while I get a whack job. 
that just acts crazy, you know? And you really love those. Yeah, I get a crazy person, and then they write something crazy to me, and then I, I hit that magical block button, and I never see them again. I did that this week. So anyway, I have Michelle here inside of the Evergreen Park Neighbors Helping Neighbors that has come up with the greatest drinking game of all time. Okay. New drinking game. Michelle, come hang out with us. Oh, yeah. Michelle, you're on the show immediately. This is brilliant. <laughs> this Got is a in the seat right for you. Evergreen Park Neighbors Helping Neighbors, uh, Helping neighbors drink. group page on Facebook. New drinking game. Every time someone posts about the terrible mail situation in any oh. Evergreen Park Facebook group, you have to take a shot. By the end of this game, we'll all be dead of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Nobody will need mail. So the mail, or lack thereof, will mean nothing to any of us anyhow. I love it. Brilliant. I love it. Brilliant. Michelle, come on the show. So now there's comments in there that continue this joke, which I think is absolutely brilliant. There's got to be somebody who's offended. There's always someone who's offended under a joke. Let's add a white claw to every helicopter sighting post on social media as well. (laughs) Like a helicopter went over today and it was clearly the ABC helicopter and he was clearly not circling evergreen park and all he did was just fly across it right and i guarantee you there were 15 and i do that to check the power lines as well i've yet to see drink a miller light every time chris lanuti posts another episode of the ep podcast on this page so luckily that has not been posted yet michelle i challenge you they're no no no, they're not tired to me that's a good thing they're not tired no i said michelle i challenge you to post this michelle who posted the other drinking game did you you want her to rip me now is that what you're doing no, I'm not ripping you just every time. First you you're post. first you're eating burgers after you after you follow the the, the cow sanctuary page, <laughs> and now you you want Michelle to make fun of me on a Facebook group. We are so fortunate that we are sponsored by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, but every once in a while I like to have them come down here and kind of talk about stuff that's going on. And I had a problem, and I said I'm going to the top. All right, I'm going to the vice chairman. Okay, I'm going to Dennis O'Malley. And he lives over in Beverly. And years ago, Dennis, you started a bank. And I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about a problem that I had, which is the reason why we are actually bringing all of our accounts for the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network in-house with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. How are you? Welcome down here. Thank you. Uh, is this the first time in front of a microphone? Is this a is this a is this a new thing? I try to make it as comfortable as possible with the neon signs. Very comfortable down here, <laughs> and uh, first time in a long time. You started banks in Beverly first, right? So it would. How do you start a bank? And how do you come up with the idea you're going to start local banks in an area, especially when you're in like a market like Chicago, where you have all these massive companies, and you go, I want to start like some local banks. How does that happen? You know what? It really uh, was born out of the uh, the fact that happened is that uh, throughout the years, the 90s and into the early 2000s, uh, a lot of the community banks got gobbled up by the big national players or regional players. So there was uh, uh, the community banking really was diminished, a true community bank. So uh, I born and raised in the Beverly neighborhood. I worked in Evergreen Park for about 18 years in a former life. And we started talking to different banking companies about opening locations on the south side. And we just fell in love with the Wintrust model, which was basically community banking first. And we opened up, uh, quote unquote, a temporary location at uh, 1908 West 103rd Street, Beverly Bank, uh, which is still up and running. In total, we have eight locations. Wow. So how quick did you get in Evergreen? I mean, and what was the reason? I mean, I, I mean, I kind of know the reason. I mean, this is a really cool little town that sits, uh, you know, surrounded by Chicago and has its own personality. 
So I would imagine you were like, we're going to have local banking. We got to be in a place like the EP. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I worked in Evergreen for 18 years in the banking industry. Uh, knew know a lot of uh, the great residents and the folks. Uh, was very involved with Little Company of Mary on various boards and things of that nature, and just very comfortable. And that was really number one of uh, on our list uh, for okay, where are we going to uh, start our expansion? You're local. You're able to do all the fun things that a local bank does. You have that freedom. You're not like just some big corporate entity, but you have that umbrella of being part of Wintrust, which allows you to be able to do things like, you know, use an ATM anywhere that you want. You got those programs where like the fees get, you you actually pay the fees on the thing. Nobody does that. To me, it seems like bad business, but it seems like something you guys, you do it and it works for you. One thing, Chris, we are really good at is confusing people on uh, who we are. So we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to- Don't use it as a tagline. <laughs> yes, Although, right. or maybe do use it. You know, First National Bank of Evergreen Park, what we're really good at is confusing people. <laughs> yeah, right. So Wintrust is, is a bank holding company. Right. Uh, and that bank holding company has, uh, I believe it's now 14 different- bank charters. So Beverly Bank is one of those bank charters. Beverly Bank has uh, uh, eight locations. We have our own board of directors. You know, our board of directors are people from Evergreen Park. It's people from Beverly. It's people from Oak Lawn. It's people from Payless. It's really, at the end of the day, uh, the whole Beverly Bank group is, uh, um, you know, we're just a bunch of Southsiders. Well, it gives you the flexibility of also understanding your neighborhood. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't wait for you to get down here. I want to tell you the story. Okay. Just sit back and listen to me rant for a moment. Okay. So I'm bringing my stuff from this network, like the entire company. I'm bringing it over to you guys. I, I just sent them an email last week. I'm like, I've never done something like this where I move a business and already it's nothing but help do this, do that. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I already feel like they care. And that's the reason why I'm going over there. And it's the God's honest truth. I get a line item in an email, like buried in the email that basically says all those things that made your account free, no longer free from one of these big giant companies. And the only reason I'm not mentioning them is because I won't give them free advertising. Okay. But one of these big giant ones that you see on like every corner that I use. And, and I was like, and I was like, what? And they're going to charge me something like 18 bucks every month now just to have an account with them. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm reading this wrong. There's no way to just, just deleted all that in the middle of a pandemic. I try to call them at the office. Nobody picks up three times, just rings like crazy until the phone goes dead. I can't get anybody over at the branch. I know they're there. I drive by, they're open. They don't pick up the phone. So then I'm like, okay, I'll find a phone number on the website. There's no phone number on the website. I have to tweet them. So I have to tweet them to have the Twitter bot send me back a phone number 24 hours later. It says, use this phone number. Why is it not on the website? Then I call the number and I get told, we'll get back to you in a few hours, leave a message. Then somebody comes on and she answered it in like 30 seconds though. But then it took me two days from the start of reading this and trying to make the first phone call, two days to find out they were ripping me off. And I was so angry by the end of it. I was like, I just want to walk into a bank. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going up the street here. That's it. I'm done. I, I can find these people. If I'm aggravated with them, I can find them on the, like in, in like in a local pub or I can walk in the door and be like, Hey, what's going on here? And I want that now. I, I would imagine you get that kind of reaction from people that bring their personal accounts, but also their business accounts over to you. They're like, I, I'm here because I can see you and find you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, uh, one of many stories that I've heard along those lines throughout the years. Uh, on my business card, it has my direct line to the office, so you bypass any operator or any type of uh, call center. Also has my cell phone number on it, too. 
And, you know, any given day, I'm getting more phone calls on my cell than I am on my office line. And, and that's perfect. I mean, that really, you know, what I believe separates us from every other bank out there or our competition is that uh, we are accessible. And uh, uh, I mean, that's really what it's about. If you have an issue and you need to talk to your banker, your lawyer, your priest, your accountant, you don't want to be waiting for a couple of days. You know, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't know how to get a hold of them because I'm not sure I know how to tweet. Right. So, <laughs> I'd still be, I'd be paying $18 a month. For right. I'd be like, well, okay, I guess I'm paying 18 bucks a month because I can't get a hold of anybody. Like, that's how it felt. And like, to me, I would think like as a businessman, I mean, I'm a small business owner, but I, as, a, as a small business owner, like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, you're not alone. It usually takes, or a lot of times, it takes some type of event, some type of, oh, wait a second, I'm going to charge you 18 bucks, or you returned a check on me, I was 30 cents overdrawn, and you charged me $35. Some type of event like that is usually uh, the catalyst for saying, okay, now I'm done. Right. Now I'm going to I'm gonna go see O'Malley, and uh, uh, I've got his cell phone, I'm going to give him a call, and you know I'll be by the bank tomorrow at 10 o'clock. That's pretty much how all things on the south side go, and I'm going to go see O'Malley. It's some O'Malley. There's an O'Malley somewhere. More that you can go talk to when you need help. I'm one of 24,000 O'Malley's <laughs> that uh, you can go see. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. So last year, right before the Southside Irish Parade, that's when everything locked down. It was like, everything's going to happen. They were talking about, don't worry, the parade's still going on. And then boom, the hammer dropped maybe about three, four days before the Southside Irish Parade. And that's when the COVID lockdowns began and we missed out on it. So now a year has passed or not exactly a year, but it's coming up now. So for the definitive answer on whether or not there is going to be a parade and if there's not going to be a parade, what are we going to do instead? We have co-chair Timothy McSweeney joining me on the phone. Tim, how are you? Chris, great. Nice nice to talk to you. So is there a parade, first of all, for people that haven't heard yet, is there a Southside Irish Parade in 2021? No, there's not. Uh, no no permit from the city, no parade. That's, that's the short answer. Yeah, that's the thing that I kind of noticed is it seems like, I mean, there's no way of knowing whether or not you guys would have done it or not done it if there would have been a permit. I like to believe you would have tried it. Because I feel like now, a year later, knowing enough about it, it being outdoors, the fact that people are smarter and kind of know how to take care of themselves and put on a mask as opposed to like a year ago when everybody was just like, I don't believe in this. This probably isn't even a real disease. Like, I I would think it probably could have been pulled off, but it's out of your control, right? Because there's no permit, so you can't do anything about it. Right, right, right. It's like you said, it's, it's out of our control so we, we pivoted, we went to plan B, we think it's a good plan, and um, that's where we're at as of, um, as, as of today. So what is the plan? We, we still have to celebrate, right? You know, we're, we're Southsiders. So, so we came up with this uh, idea uh, to, to help the businesses, the local businesses along Western Avenue and 111th Street. Um, granted, the parade is, is one day out of the year, but 
in this part of town, we know that the parade is a season. You know, it lasts for weeks, you know, and especially with the businesses, too. People are, you know, heading to the, the pubs on Western. They're, they're, they're buying things at the Southside Import Store, at the grocery store. So what we came up with is called uh, Shamrock Our Blocks, and it's a, it's a uh, decorate your front, your front lawn, your front porch, the front of your house in the spirit of the Southside Irish Parade and, and St. Patrick's Day. Is this a contest? Like, can I win money doing this? Yes, you can. And money is green and green is good. So that's right. Right. It's a contest. And all the money that we raise, we're going to give to the winners of the contest. There's going to be five winners. And, and they're all in the form of gift certificates to our local businesses that have supported the parade for all these years. Yeah, I was looking through it. It looks like it's about $1,000 in cash, and then there's also $1,000 in local business cards for the grand prize, then $1,000 in gift cards for second place, third through fifth, 500 per winner in local business gift cards. So there's a lot that you can go out and earn. And I'm going to tell you something. I like the fact that you're not only buying the cards, but I understand that the businesses, along with every homeowner, you know, can actually participate in this thing because it's fun to decorate your house for the businesses I know, just knowing guys up and down, you know, the street who own breweries, I, you know, John Brand over at Open Outcry or Bill Guidi over at Cork and Carry, any number of them along Western Avenue, they tell me. A big part of my yearly business is that one day. It's such a big deal on parade day. It hurt them last year. It'll hurt them again this year. But it's a big deal that you guys are doing something to to not only let them participate, but also that if the winners are going to be walking into their places and spending money, and that's another way that you can kind of help them out. I think it's a great idea. Exactly. And and you know what? And what you just said, I mean, you're capturing the essence of, of what we're trying to do. Now, I know that the parade runs up Western Avenue, so that's basically it's your Beverly, your Morgan Park, Evergreen Park kind of gets up right close to it. Is there a border for those that want to participate, or is this something like anybody on the south side can decorate their house and send you a picture? You can live on the north side. You can live in the in the southwest suburbs. You know, just uh, uh, you know, decorate your house. Uh, register online, southsideirishparade.org. Take a picture and send it in, and uh, and then you're entered into the contest. So, so really, literally anybody anywhere can enter the contest. I feel that it's a slam dunk this thing is coming back next year. I feel like if you would have had an extra six months, you'd definitely be having it. And so let's let's do that this year. Uh, let's enjoy it. Let's get the parade back in 2022. And, and I can't wait for this to all be over and have a pint, you know, legally. I know that you guys are a little nervous about that now. It's not like the old days when I could walk down the street with a keg on my back. But legally, out at the, <laughs> out at the parade grounds, remember to go out to Southside Irish Parade org on your internet device and uh, Tim I, I really appreciate you jumping on good luck to you guys this year good talking to you bye 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 another show is wrapped up another show's in the books another show is wrapped up and then by the looks it's gonna be a good one and we'll see you next week and the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement.
the nudist basement, the broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com.